This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, how are you, my friends? This episode of the show is brought to you by Indochino. And if you're going to get a suit, you might as well get one that makes you look good. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, they make shirts, coats, and more, and it's all made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Indochino's process is simple. You choose your fabrics, and they've got some good ones. If you've seen my Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. Then you pick your customizations, like uh, the inside liner. I got some really bright ones. Or you pick a cool phrase to go on the inside, like a monogram. My last one said, to be the man, woo, you gotta beat the man. Yeah, on the inside of my suit. It's a great party thing. Like, everyone wants to talk about it at parties. Um, you also submit your measurements on here. And uh, then two weeks later, boom, your suit arrives at your door. And right now, you can get 30 bucks off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when you enter the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout. Plus, shipping's free. So that's Indochino.com. The promo code is BLUEWIRE, and you'll get $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. That's an incredible deal for made-to-measure custom clothing. Now you really have no excuse not to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Now hit the intro of the show. Justin Roberts, bring it on. It's Chrysomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man. Look at the powerful question. (laughs) Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Well, here we go, my friends. Welcome to another audio adventure on the Chris Van Vliet Show. This episode's brought to you by Indochino, ShipStation, and Harry's. And let me just say, we have a ton of interviews to end the year with. I know we're dropping these on Thursday. That's the scheduled date, but uh, I have so many that I've done in the last week or so and so many that I have to do in the next week or so that we're going to be dropping these a lot. So uh, please make sure you're subscribed uh, because they're all good ones, especially this one. Uh, John Moxley. And man, does he have a lot to say? I really enjoyed hearing him speak his mind. And man, there's There's a lot of stuff that we cover here. And hey, thanks for subscribing to the podcast uh, so you don't miss out on these. Thanks for reviewing them. Uh, It's been so helpful and it's so crazy uh, to see, at least on Apple Podcasts, uh, the Chris Van Vliet shows in the top 20, along with like Stone Cold and Talk is Jericho and Jim Ross, Taz, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. Um, So cool. So thank you so much for helping out. And man, we're just getting started. We're only five months in to this podcast thing. So we're just getting started. Um, I love seeing these reviews. And since they help the show, I'm going to keep reading them on the show. And hopefully you'll keep reading them. Nick Gray, 32, says, Breath of fresh air. Been listening for a few months now and been watching on YouTube as well. Really like the willingness to ask real questions that real fans want to know. Keep it up. Well, keep up those 
reviews. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you to Samson for the mics and the audio equipment that we use to make the show sound as good as it does. You can head to samsontech.com. You can see their full lineup of stuff there. And thanks as always to Green Roads for supporting the show. And I know you hear a lot about CBD products. A lot of other podcasts are talking about CBD products, but uh, Green Roads is the only CBD company that is pharmacist founded. And someone tweeted me the other day asking, does Green Roads have THC in it? Uh, THC, by the way, is that thing in cannabis that gets you high. Uh, the answer is no. Uh, Green Roads does not have THC in it. Uh, if CBD oil is made properly, it shouldn't have THC in it. And it shouldn't be you know, giving you those effects of getting high. Uh, a lot of CBD products, though, are not made properly. And the hemp extraction process, without getting into too many details, is not done correctly. Green Roads, though... I said they're a pharmacist-founded company. They have the lab results to back up their stuff. So if you're going to try a CBD company, you might as well go with one that has pharmacists that are behind this one. The benefits are really wide-ranging for me, though. Uh, using some CBD oil really helps kind of um, take my brain from, I love this reference, from like a 16-lane highway down to like a much more manageable four lane highway and really to focus your thoughts uh, it also helps with recovery after the gym the relaxed gummies are great and so are the topicals like the muscle and joint relief cream uh, that's really helped with any sort of pain or muscle or, or joint uh, discomfort there uh, this stuff is the real deal and if you want to try it out use my code chris15 and you'll get 15 percent off their products at greenroadsworld.com once again it's chris15 and you'll get 15 percent off one five percent off at greenroadsworld.com john moxley has made um such a statement since debuting in AEW back in may at double or nothing uh, he also made a big statement uh, when he appeared on Chris Jericho's podcast and spoke his mind about his time in WWE and all the things that he didn't like there. Um, I asked him, how much backlash did you get from doing that interview with Jericho? So you'll hear his answer here. It's very interesting. I also asked him, do you still keep in touch with the guys from The Shield? We dig into that. We dig into his interest in these hardcore matches like the insane Lights Out match he had with Kenny Omega. We also talk about how his wife slash WWE employee Renee Young feels about those matches and how it was actually her that led to him signing with AEW. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. It's John Moxley. Uh, all right. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I'm totally, man. You are my final interview of the day, so I don't know what you're going to get. That's either, <laughs> either, I'm, either I'm in the zone or I, I'm just saying complete nonsense wow or it could be it could go one way or the other it's either going to be the best interview of the day or the worst one yeah 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 or, or the, the this is where i say stupid stuff oh well this could be great then yeah yeah it could be real good it was crazy i was thinking about this that yesterday was six months to the day that AEW started and you know that you made your debut how have these last six months been for you i've been pretty good been a quite a hell of a ride i've been a uh, super busy lately the last six eight weeks especially i kind of overextended myself my own schedule and i don't have anybody to to blame for it or to complain about it because it's my own fault so like i was, I was filming this movie and that finally just got done with that so i kept having to go back and forth from tv so i like barely been home and uh now coming here a day early to do all this media so like uh just which is part of the job but sure. uh yeah, so I've been uh, been pretty busy, you know. Is this the movie you talked about on Talk Is Jericho? You were talking about making a movie with the guy who made the trailer for your debut. Oh no, that's a different project. Okay, 
that's we're trying to make the greatest action movie of all time. Is that one still yeah. happening? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's in the works right now. Okay, we got some people kind of lined up, but uh, yeah, that's kind of a kind of a fantasy thing. See, I'm not trying to like I don't really consider myself an actor per se. If something comes along that's like perfect for me or that just seems like fun, because yeah. I would do movies for the fun of them. Like I would uh, like the fight choreography and stuff is what's fun, and like I would almost just rather be the stunt guy and not even worry about being in the you know, and then being in the movie. And I'll, I'll just do the fight scenes and stuff because it's fun to do. Sure. So if something like that pops up, uh, cool. But I'm not going to be, like, pounding the pavement, beating on doors, trying to, like, I have no aspirations to, like, take on Hollywood or be some kind of Hollywood guy. But this, like, make our own movie from scratch, mm. that's interesting to me. Like, oh, like, we may, we write it, make all the decisions. All, you know, that that's interesting. It's kind of a, still kind of a pipe dream, but it's, be a reality so you know take me inside uh <laughs> vegas double or nothing i was there and i think jr summed it up best that the roof came off that place what was it like for you standing you know in that uh, entrance way getting ready to go through the crowd what was that feeling like for you a little surreal i was pretty just kind of uh focused on what i was doing it's fairly relaxed uh just kind of surreal to be in a full arena like that in front of, but it was different different uh promotion it was a, whole thing was just a little uh surreal it had just been a weird kind of surreal few months so that was a great moment for me because it was just kind of like a release of like finally you can just relax and i'm back and here we go and we're off to the races so because i'd never i'd been just kind of silent for months and months as these rumors came out that I was leaving or whatever and I didn't say anything and there was a bunch of it was really awkward the last few months there huh. it was awkward and no nobody in the locker room people didn't even know people would be like is it a work are you really leaving what's going on are you leaving and I'm like I don't know you know I just kept my I didn't tell any, I didn't tell literally anybody anything uh even when I first was gonna leave you know AEW wasn't even a thing yet you know so did you have a plan when you were gonna leave where you were gonna go after that not exactly, just wherever the wind blows. Uh, definitely Japan, mm -hmm. uh, independence. You know, I, know I was kind of just, I was scanning out the scene, but pretty quickly uh, the, the AEW thing kind of came along uh, and it was still top secret. And I was like, that's pretty cool. That's that's pretty sick. All right. But, I mean, I was kind of scoping out the landscape, see where I would end up or whatever. Yeah. But just, and, you know, then I did the thing with the video, and then I had to just kind of stay silent for a few months. I went into radio silence. I went into hiding. Uh, didn't even answer my phone, nothing, because I didn't wow. want any. Uh, maybe maybe I'll answer my phone. My mom called me or something. But uh, I wanted people to wonder, like, is he going to show up at Ring of Honor or Impact or AEW or New Japan or WWE? Mm -hmm. Is he going to come back? I wanted people to have no idea. And I think it was pretty effective. And then, but the payoff to the video ultimately was pop out double or nothing, and everybody instantly got it. Yeah. They, they knew I'm John Moxley now. They weren't, they were chanting my name, not yeah. like they weren't chanting like Shield or anything. You know, like it was just a totally fresh new start instantly out of the gate. Yeah. We're off to the race. And AEW is now off to the races. Oh, yeah. So, like, just the timing of it all was just crazy. Just, 
serendipitous uh, timing. As awesome and as great as John Moxley is and everything that's going on with John Moxley, is there anything about Dean Ambrose that you miss? Uh, nothing I didn't uh, take with me. The parts of that character, so to speak, that were good are still with me, mm-hmm. you know? So, it, Although it uh, seems like it's turned up to 11 now. Not really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm having uh, having fun, man. Yeah. Just kind of. There's no. Uh, I think the cool thing is nobody in AEW is has any kind of uh, buddy they have to answer to. As far as far as like nobody's uh, being unencumbered creatively. I've used that word three times today already because I keep getting asked <laughs> the same questions. And I, as the first guy says, that word unencumbered. I think it is. <laughs> nobody. Like, everybody can just be whoever. They want to be do whatever they want to do with it, whatever that, all whatever different style or presentation or whatever it is, whether it's Darby Allen or Orange Cassidy or the Lucha Brothers or me or whoever. Uh, it's not like oh well they like this. You don't have to go into the office and pitch. Can I do this thing I want to do? Like right. you can just pretty much just do whatever you want yeah. and not. To, it's not like we're just running around doing whatever we want, but kind of. Kind of, because just nobody's feeling like, uh, everybody's just feeling totally free. I was describing it earlier, like, it's almost like, uh, Dynamite's almost like one giant jam band session. Because <laughs> it's, everybody's kind of collaborating together and working together, and everybody's throwing out different ideas for stuff that's not even their stuff, and everybody's got different, especially when you get a bunch of different people in the same same segment working together. Kind of like that big brawl we did at the end of the night the other night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the goal for everybody, everybody's goal is to just make them be standing and cheering at the end of the night and have a great show. That's kind of all anybody's worried about. So, it's, And everybody's just kind of riffing and going along and being in the moment and being creative and going like, Oh, you do that. I'll do this kind of thing. It's like this, it's like a fish concert or something, you know, <laughs> even when Except you went way into- better. Cause I, I do not <laughs> enjoy fish concerts. Even when you went into the lights out match, was there anyone going, you know what, John, that might be a bit much the opposite. Oh my God. They said, bring it on. Yeah. The opposite. I would have never, see, I have, I am unapologetic about my love of, uh, whatever you want to call it, the deathmatch style, the hardcore, whatever. I, I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. My favorite, some of my favorite matches ever are like Big Japan death matches. I understand most people are gonna think that's crap and that what they're not gonna want to watch that. I love that stuff. Uh, but there's reason a lot of those promotions and stuff, even ECW, was kind of a niche promotion. Sure, because a lot of people just get turned off by all the excessive gore and so forth. Uh. So I would, although I make no apologies that I like that stuff, I would never foist it upon anybody else. It's not like I walked in AEW and was like, look, I'm doing, I'm, every match I have, we're going to, is it going to be uh, crazy? Barbed Yeah, wire. like, yeah. this is all, this is being brought to me. <laughs> uh, but, but I'm like, we can do that? Really? <laughs> like, I would have never imagined that we'd be able to, do stuff like that but uh in this scenario it was a lights out match we've been trying to he's been stalking me with a barbed wire broom which i'd never seen before for <laughs> weeks uh when we started this whole thing i threw him off a 15 foot 
15 foot giant stack of poker chips nearly killed him so it is <laughs> by the time we got to the full gear we're trying to kill each other yeah and uh yeah you get two super creative guys two artistic guys no strings on them and you put them in the violent aesthetic and you're gonna get like you the match kind of took on a life of its own you know i was thrilled with it i was thrilled with the reaction in the arena i was thrilled with the uh the people that were uncomfortable. Yeah, your wife didn't seem very thrilled about it. Uh, she'll get it though. You know, it's you sign up when you get married to me. You sign up that you're gonna be under a fair amount of stress sometimes. Sometimes I'm gonna come home and I just fell down the side of a mountain. So I Some mean, days we- I'll come home and I will be bludgeoned with barbed wire. You know, I. Well, we saw that just how I live my life. We saw the tweets. What were what did your texts look like when you got you know backstage after that match? Oh, you got a call immediately after that. Oh, yeah, just to be safe, you know. <laughs> I don't need no. I don't need no heat, you know. Yeah. Well, we we saw the effects that that match had on Kenny. But oh, uh-huh. but my wife does know. The thing, I'm not act. I'm for sure not trying to get hurt. Sure, sure. Ever. So, you know, that's, you know. We we saw the effects it had on Kenny, the black eye and multiple wounds in the back. What residual effects do you have from that match? I mean, the same stuff kind of, I mean. Do you have a bunch of scars on your back? uh, Yeah, they heal up pretty nicely. You you know, this little, see, I, I just have like, Millions of like little. Oh yeah! Oh see, yeah! Let's see. I got my millions of little ones. That's like from that. that match. No, this is just from years of this stuff. <laughs> but they kind of heal up well, the where you don't notice them unless you like. I got bigger ones on my back and stuff, but like. It's a barbed wire wedding ring tattoo. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get. I don't. I guess it's barbed wire. Kind of looks like barbed wire. Well, see, that's a light tube. That, oh that's my a, god! See how that's a chunk? Yeah. See, I'm not really into that because those take chunks out, and that's just a little one. Yeah. Wire just gives you little mini ones like this. See, like that's not bad. Those actually kind of look cool. I get. I don't. Cool for your profession for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I had an interview with uh, Jimmy Havoc recently. He was showing me all the scars that he has. Maybe, maybe you guys should, you know, have some sort of match together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be real interesting. I yeah, feel like. I mean, for sure. Man, what a chat with John Moxley so far. Got to hit pause for a second to thank our sponsors. And this episode of the show is brought to you by Harry's. And if you're looking for a great gift for someone in your life this holiday season, perhaps that someone in your life is you. Forget the cliche gifts like socks or a wallet or a tie. Uh, Harry's is a gift that's both thoughtful and practical. And listeners of the Chris Van Vliet Show are going to get $5 off any Harry's shave set by heading to harrys.com slash bluewire. Free shipping, by the way, ends on December 16th, so you're going to want to act now. This is a great gift idea, and it comes in a very nice-looking holiday gift box, so you don't even have to do any wrapping if you don't want to. That's I don't I don't like to do wrapping. This is perfect. This is exactly what I'm going to get. And your gift gives back, uh, by the way. 1% of each sale is going to be dar- donated to charitable organizations. So, as a special offer for fans of the show, I partnered with Harry's. They're going to give us $5 off any shave set, including their limited edition holiday sets when you go to harrys.com slash blue wire and you'll get that free shipping until december 16th each harry's shaving set comes with a weighted handle with the option to engrave that to make this even more special 
five blade razor cartridges, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, travel cover to protect your blades, and it's packaged in that nice holiday gift box so you don't even have to wrap it up. Free shipping ends on December 16th, so act now. Just go to harrys.com slash bluewire. Once again, that's harrys.com slash bluewire. The show is also brought to you by ShipStation, and the holiday rush is here, so you have to be able to get those orders out quickly, ship them out efficiently and affordably, but how do you keep track of all those orders and decide which shipping carrier to use or if you're getting the best rates? Well, ShipStation.com can help you. Just a few clicks, and you'll be managing your orders, you'll be printing labels, and you'll be getting all the products out the door, and you'll get them delivered in time for the holidays. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including UPS, USPS, FedEx, and you can compare and select your shipping solutions to make sure that it's the best thing for you and for your customer. It's no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers because you ship more in less time with the best rates available. So take the hassle out of holiday shipping this year, okay? Let ShipStation handle it all for you with ease. Use my promo code BLUE, B-L-U-E, you'll get a 60-day free trial. So that's two months of free, no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Yeah, just visit ShipStation.com, click on that microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE, B-L-U-E. That's ShipStation.com. Enter the offer code BLUE. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Well, yeah, we, yeah. well, if we looked back at the last six months, where do we look ahead six months from now? You know, Do you have plans for where John Moxley wants to be six months from now? Uh, not a... Uh... Not particularly, because I think it, right now it's still so new and so uh, week to week. And um, I mean, we're all basically eight weeks in. If yeah. you kind of count it that we started on October 2nd. Say you're a new fan who uh, discovered us and ch- tuned in our first episode. Yeah. We're only like, what, seven, eight weeks in? So it's still super new and super fresh. So we're kind of kind of had to uh, see how everything shakes out that being said you know there are a lot of long-term plans and a lot of simple effective long-term booking that you know we're gonna stick to you know that uh so you know a lot of it you know i'm not gonna spoil any of it but (laughs) you know i I think but i just want to be six months from now in the same kind of uh headspace i'm in Mm -hmm. now which is like just kind of i don't want to waste any time or spend any time in a negative uh, in any kind of negative headspace because I'm like the luckiest guy in the world. I'm, life has been so good to me. Uh, I get to do what I want to do for a living. Uh, I am pretty much operate autonomously as a true independent contractor. Uh, I get to be in, involved in this AEW at, at its birth and get to... And it's so exciting to be here part of this is like we're finally bringing a true mainstream wrestling alternative that we've wanted that the fans have wanted for so long and the hunger is there for it and like these fans are so these fans are really driving the whole thing yeah. like because it's their energy that's really like i said it's like a big jam session on wednesday night they 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 love orange cassidy they love the loser brothers they love everything uh they love the women's wrestlers they they love everything from the last match of the night to the first match of the night. They're there. They're there to have a great time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not there to heckle anybody. You know, they they want to have a good time. Uh, and the, the, just the AEW fans are just so great. Uh, but to go back to your question, just 
I just want to appreciate and live in the moment of like how fortunate I am, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, kind of pay that forward and do what I can do to, because uh, you are in a bit of a responsibility when you, uh, you know, I always took that kind of seriously in WWE too, is like you kind of feel like a responsibility to people once you kind of become a guy and that kind of, now you know kids are kind of, whatever word you want to use, like looking up to you, idolizing sure. you, whatever. You got to, you know, you got to think about that too, if that makes any sense. No, but it makes yeah. sense. So yeah. I, yeah, I just want to uh, just enjoy life and live in the moment every moment and just get to really be aware and cognizant of the fact that, like, I am the luckiest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I have literally everything. Uh, the greatest uh, wife a guy could ever want. I have a just – I'm in the great place in my career. I still have my health, uh, hopefully, a bunch of years ahead of me, and I just want to uh, really just be grateful and be happy for all the – and I just want to live in the moments, you know, and not be uh, – not worry about anything. Yeah. And just play the music that I want to play, you know. Yeah. You, you yeah. were – very open when you were on Talk as Jericho about you know what had happened in the past. After that episode aired, did you have any sort of backlash from WWE? No, I expected that. I expected it to be way worse. Huh? Like, did Vince really? call you up or someone from the office call you up? No, really? No, we got nothing. I'm just. I guess. I mean, I assume I'm just kind of persona non grata there now, which is fine. <laughs> uh, but I just felt like. Like I did everything right on the way out. I gave uh, my body to that company. I was did everything, did everything right. I was a model employee for them, but I also had to eat a lot of shit. And uh, I think it was more than fair to at least just kind of like tell my side of the story about some of the stuff, just so that now we can start fresh. Sure. Which we did at Double or Nothing exactly six months ago, as you said, and right. now we're here. So yeah. I mean, that's like that seems like that was six months ago, but that seems like a million years ago. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not in the same. Uh, I was real, yeah, I was real like jumpy and all like because you know I hadn't even I was still in hiding. I hadn't, that was before Double or Nothing. It was a couple of days before that we did that show. Now I'm just like in a totally different uh, headspace, man. If, I'm if, just like couldn't be more uh, chilled. like i I imagine if we look back to the time you were in wwe seven eight nine months ago how different is the person sitting next to me now versus if we were to have a conversation back then um i just felt like i had a lot of weight on my shoulders back then Mm. because i was still like so far from the finish line that it was just a lot of just like uh and like uh and for the first uh like, once I decided I was going to leave, I wasn't, like, happy about it for a while. I was pretty pissed about it. Because I'm like, are they really going to make me leave? Are they that? They're going to make me leave, aren't they? They're going to fuck everything up so bad that I'm, I'm like, I, cause I, did, I wanted that fucking money. You know, it's not like I don't like money. I like to put it in the bank and look at it, you know. But I... Uh, I was like, I can't believe they're gonna. I can't believe they're gonna make me walk away from all this money. They can't like. Can't you write one good fucking storyline? You coined such, one little such thing. good shit yeah. out of this, though. Yeah, like yeah. It just got so, and I don't want to keep going. I've talked about it ad nauseum, like, uh, but it just got to the point where I'm just like, 
the stuff I described in the Jericho, but it just, it's just like, oh, now you'll come out in a hazmat suit. It was just like, this can't be real. Am I like, am I on some kind of reality show? Is this a new WWE Network reality show? Is Vince actually saying these words? Does he actually run a billion dollar company? This, this is a joke. Like, but did it make it particularly tough that your wife is employed there, seemingly doing really well there, and you're gonna basically go, hey, I'm gonna go do this other thing? No. Uh, Made no difference whatsoever. Mm. She couldn't have been more. She was like, you know, because before, I mean, way before, you know, I'd be like, ah, screw it. Maybe I'll, I'm just going to Japan. I'm not going to resign. She'd be like, good. Don't. Whatever you want to do makes you happy. And I'm like, good. Maybe I will. Because uh, Sean Spears but, uh, she is in was, a similar spot. You know, his wife works there. and Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's going to happen uh, over the years as AEW, you know, continues to grow and, you know, stay around the game. I'm sure situations like that will arise all the time. Uh, she had Z- – I even asked her before I did the uh, – Jericho show I was like is there anything you don't want me to say and she said no say whatever you want and I was like okay so like she didn't give it fuck she's she's untouchable she's completely uh, irreplaceable mm-hmm. you know in her spot you know so uh, no fear of reprisals you know yeah do you still keep in touch with the shield guys uh, you, know, you get you get in a bubble, you get busy. I mean, not not really, not so much. A little bit, you know. Text Roma a little bit here and there, but he's super busy, you know. I mean, they're so he's so busy in the bubble and stuff, you know. And I'm busy too, you know. So, oh, you, like you said you're busier than you've ever been. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, uh, did you ever think that you'd be part of something like this? We had all the options on the table, and you were going to leave WWE. What made AEW uh, the best option for you? Um. Well, a lot of it was just uh, a lot of it was the timing and uh, the chance to really uh, not just do the things that I want to do, but like change the business and really be a part of this thing that really does create a viable alternative because I can be a difference maker here. And uh, it's, it's like almost like I had to, you know, what? This was it was like the universe is like double or nothing, the timing of it and everything. It chose me. Hmm. You know, because when your contract was up, yeah, just that, and even that it was in my hometown. You know, there was just like there were all these signs pointing, and uh, and I'm you know always had good relationships with uh, a lot of the guys here that you know got me uh, that I first started talking to, and I was like, all right, you know, I said, here's what I'm thinking. This is what because I was like, okay, what what are we doing? What's the What's the goal here? Like, see what, I want to assess it out. And I was like, I loved everything they said about every, uh, from the business kind of plan to the ideas, to the way we're going to do stuff, to the creativity aspect of it or whatever. I, I, I get, and you know, I was like, okay, there was no reason to not jump on the boat and take this journey, man. Like, and I'm, a lot of other people would have, you know, swam back to the island, but I'm like, fuck the island, man. Like, let's go. Let's find some new, some new territory, you know. But from the outside looking in, you could go, that sounds really great, but are you guys really going to be able to deliver on all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, but what's the worst that's going to happen? It's a failure. So what? <laughs> you know, like, 
let's give it a shot. Yeah. Because either, either one of the many uh, startup companies who's tried and failed to, you know, and to gain a foothold and be successful, or maybe it's the exact opposite, and maybe we take over the entire world. Who knows? <laughs> you know, maybe it's a new wrestling boom renaissance, and yeah. it's which is already kind of starting to be. Yeah. And uh, you know, when you have an, I mean, man, just the the, the opportunity was just so good to to be a part of this that I was like, I'm, I'm in didn't, did not take me long. I mean, I, I jumped in pretty uh, head first. And are you still doing stuff in Japan? Yeah. I'll always, as long as I'm wrestling, I'll still wrestle in Japan. Okay. And that's another cool thing about, uh, EW is that, um, guys can kind of do other stuff outside of, outside of AEW. uh, that, um, there's, you know, everybody's a little different, different things they want to do. Uh, but there's guys wrestling in Mexico. There's guys, you know, wrestling in Europe. There's guys doing other stuff on the side. I mean, because you, because uh, we're not doing that, you know, it, it's not, uh, the schedule's a little different and you don't have to run everything through everybody to get everything approved, you know, like, if you want to do a movie on your off day in WWE, you have to, like, ask permission, to, you know, but, like, now you can just... I mean, everybody's going to be a little different, but I can pretty much do whatever else, uh, you know, I want to do, whatever kind of itch I want to scratch creatively or uh, do with my free time, you know, I can do. So it's a, but also it's weird because I never, I was never really comfortable being home because I never really, never really had a home. Mm. It was always like, on the road or different town or couch surfing or whatever before WWE. And then, you know, like, uh, obviously the last however many years in WWE is on the road, however many days a year, pretty much when you're home for 36 hours a week for years on end, you just get used to being on the move. So like, if I'd have a few days off, I'd start to feel weird. Is that where you're at now? No, that's what I'm getting. Okay. So like, I'd start to feel weird if I was home for more than a couple of days. Like, oh, man, I got to get on the move. Like, And then you get back on the road and you feel comfortable again. You're like, okay, you want to be in a different town every night. Uh, so it took me a minute to adjust. But then I had that full month of just being home. <laughs> and I got a hell of a taste for it now. I was like, ooh, <laughs> this is great. I'll be with my dogs every day. Uh, getting, you know, Just getting a training recovery schedule sleep in my own bed you get more out of your workouts when you're not on a plane and going back and forth to different time zones uh you can get stuff done around the house and keep my garage i got a gym in my garage i can keep it clean stuff's not around you know i can fix the hose or the whatever's broken in the yard you know i can just enjoy (laughs) the my house right and just and uh go up the street and have dinner with my wife or whatever. I'm like, I really got a taste for just regular living at home existence where I was like, Ooh, I like this a little too much. <laughs> and then, then, uh, then I've kind of put my foot in the gas pedal stuff. and was, you know, in Japan all summer and so forth like that. But, uh, I think next now I'm looking at it because now I have a little bit more control over what I want to do with my time. You know, as we get into 2020 and starts winding down a little bit, you know, I might, really keep it might just be like just do wednesdays and that's it <laughs> for the rest of the year just don't call me for anything like if you if you're even thinking about it don't bother calling me i'm probably gonna say no 
Unless you become the champion, then you're on that champion schedule. What's a champion schedule? No, you're you're at every event. You're you're doing every promo. You're doing all that stuff. I already am. Well, then you can't just do Wednesdays. That's all we do, except for the pay per views. Well, yeah, the pay per views, and then there, I guess, appearances. Yeah, yeah. Basically, things are pretty good for John yeah, Moxley. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, very, very much so. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, that's probably this is probably the time we should wrap up. So thank you so much. Last interview of the day. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. I've all. I'm drained of all uh, brain energy now, fully. You, That's it. You, you got whatever was left in there. <laughs> this is it. That everybody just got it. The yeah, last yeah. of John Moxley's brain, right there. Yeah. yeah. So now I got to take a nap and try to work out, <clears throat> recharge, or just uh, slam a giant coffee. I haven't decided yet. Maybe both. Yeah. Why not? All right. Do you have any great advice you want to leave the people with? About what? Whatever. I mean, you're someone who's. Uh, basically was in a situation they didn't like said I don't want to do this anymore and now you're doing something that you love every single day I think that's inspiring to a lot of people I mean uh, everybody no matter what walk of life you're from you know whatever whatever, uh, no matter whoever you are or wherever you're from man you should try as much as you can to just live life for yourself I think and not try to live it the way uh, other people say you're supposed to or whatever and that's real generic advice but you know it's uh it's really easy to get caught up in other people's uh expectations and just like you if you're from a town and you you know there's just so many people that you know go to school and then they go to college and then they get a job because they're supposed to and then they get married and then 10 years later they're divorced and they hate their lives and their kids are drug addicts and everything and it's like they don't have and then they have to restart over from scratch mm because they never worried about what they wanted. They did live their life for other people, you know, or even in like in wrestling, a lot of people, they want to, um, they want to accomplish the things they're supposed to want to accomplish. Was, I don't really think that's a good way to look at it. You know, you should, you should, if you do this and you're blessed enough to do this for a living, you should do it for yourself. Mm. Not because, like, oh, I want to win 37 titles or this or that or whatever, because that's all just kind of like bullshit. Uh, you should do that. You should play the music you want to play the way you want to play it. Be the thing you want to be and that, you're, that, you, that you love, you know? Because uh, if, you know, I heard a quote the other day because I was looking at this, this interview from Josh Homme from uh, Queens of Stone Age yeah he said a couple cool things but it's one of them was just like he was talking about putting playing music and he's just like you're not playing it for anybody else you're playing it because you think it's good and you're just in a room playing it by yourself or whatever and if other people think it's cool sweet uh, but he's like you have to love it if you don't love it how can you expect anybody else to love it mm. you know so just do you the way you want to do you, you know? That's all that uh, you should worry about. It's great advice. This is a terrible interview. I apologize. <laughs> no, that is, that is great. Oh, God. Thank you so much. No, totally right. Appreciate you. All right, there you have it, my friends. What a chat. Uh, that's John Moxley, and he has so much to say. And uh, he, from the looks of things on AEW Dynamite these days, Maybe the next AEW world champion. 
Now, that interview is so worth the five-hour drive to Chicago to do it. Yeah, five-hour drive from uh, where I'm based right now in Cincinnati to Chicago. Did an interview with John Moxley while I was there. Also did an interview with Santana and Ortiz. That's a good one. You're going to want to be watching out for that one. So make sure you're subscribed. If you enjoyed this conversation, uh, please take a screenshot, tag me, tag Moxley. Let us know. Let everyone know uh, what you thought of this conversation. Um, I feel like there's a lot of stuff in here to dissect. I mean, I just listened to it again there, and I'm like, man, there's there's so much there. And, and good stuff, I think, for him, this being his last interview of the day. We did it at 1 p.m. Central Time. And I would have to imagine that he was doing it. He did a lot of interviews that day in Chicago with a lot of the local press there. So I would have to assume his day started at 5 or 6 in the morning doing radio and TV interviews. So um, that's a pretty solid interview for being, for him, like seven or eight hours deep uh, into that one. Um, I really appreciate that. I appreciate his, his mindset. And his outlook on life and on his career. And I just, you know, it's only been six months, like we talked about in the interview. So I can't wait to see what happens six months from now, six years from now. Uh, And I'm going to leave you this quote here that's from Henry Ford, uh, which I think is very applicable to what Moxley talked about in this interview. And certainly applicable to a lot of different aspects of your life and career. He says, don't find a fault. Find a remedy. Anyone can complain. There you go. So Thursday, yes, there will be the usual interview on Thursday. So keep an eye out for that. Be subscribed if you're not, or you should subscribe because if you're not subscribed, you won't be finding out about these interviews. So I will see you on Thursday.